Welcome to Live Long and Dad, a podcast by a nerdy dad who has a five-year-old and some brand new preemie twins, and I'm podcasting my way through this crazy journey. It's it's a Saturday afternoon in the middle of coronavirus lockdown, and my little guy, five-year-old James, is naked in the backyard, shaking a hose around, watering treating it like a lightsaber. <laughs> um, Heidi is inside with the twins. Uh, they are 36 weeks uh, gestationally. So, uh, that and they're five weeks old now. Um, at this age, they are just eating every three hours and then sleeping for the most part for those three hours and then change the diaper and then feed them. Um, Cece's home. She came home last night. She's a pretty good eater. Uh, she takes forever to burp. But um, uh, she eats pretty fast. So that, that's nice. Cade takes forever, it seems like. Um, it's a half-hour process to get him to eat the 55 milliliters. Um vigorously thrusting the hose around, getting everything, including me, wet. Um, So, yeah, those feedings have really worn me out because it just seems like (laughs) there's so many of them. And, uh, oh, water's cold. Make sure you don't get my phone wet. Um, Cade has not been great at sleeping in the bassinet. Uh, At night he does okay, but during the daytime... Uh, he starts whining and doesn't really calm down. So the last couple days, it's been a lot of him cuddling on me. He'll fall asleep almost immediately on me. Um, and Heidi and I both agree that it's too early to play hardball with a 36-week-old uh, preemie baby. So just do whatever uh, makes him feel comfortable. And uh, we don't think we can spoil a a preemie baby like this and uh that, that's been tiring too though because there's that fear when i am holding him and he's cuddling is he if i get up and try and go do something is he going to start whining in a couple minutes and uh so do i just take what i got and have a sleeping baby on me and not be able to move or do i risk getting him up and trying to put him down a couple of times it's gone well. James, make sure you don't get my phone. Um, so that, that's been tough. Uh, there have been four or five periods between feedings where I've just had Kate on me. And uh, let's see. Overnight, uh, last night was our first overnight with both babies, and it went well. Um, Heidi was a champ. Uh, This morning, it was really tough getting her up. She is not a morning person. And, uh, you know, I think it's important we keep these babies on the schedule. They come out of the NICU on a schedule, eating every three hours. And when Cece was discharged, it lined up with Cade. They both feed it uh, 2, 5, 8, and 11. And... So if we keep it like that, those overnight feedings will be 
less time for us being awake. But uh, when I got up and got Cade changed and fed at 8.15, Heidi was out cold. And I had a, several times said, hey, you going to get up and feed Cece? Um, and finally she did when Cade... James never peed on me once when I was changing diapers. Cade, in the six days since five days since he's been home, has peed on me four times, and I'm taking precautions. I had his junk covered with uh, a wipe, but he had pooped, so I had to then lift the balls to clean the poop, and that was when he let me have it and shot me right in the chest with pee. So. At which point I looked for more wipes and we were out of wipes. So I said, Heidi, I need help. And that got her up. And, um, <laughs> he is not getting tired of it. I was afraid, uh, he was going to say, oh, it's too cold and go back in. It's a 95 degree day here in Los Angeles. And, uh, the hose water is brisk. And, uh, initially with a sprinkler, he was like, oh, it's too cold, but he's, been a champ and I am enjoying the outdoor time um it, my mom asked me the other day oh what'd you do today what do you mean what did I do I took care of a preemie baby and fed him for three hours and didn't do anything um James keep it low uh, <laughs> and sorry for recording now but I don't know when else I'm going to record <laughs> at this stage um so let's see. Um, yeah, overnights went okay. I feed Cade. Heidi feeds Cece. And uh, it just seems to take forever for Cade to finish a dang bottle. Um, and I still suck at burping. Uh, sometimes he burps himself great, and then other times he doesn't. And maybe that's why he is having the trouble staying in the bassinet in between feedings. Maybe it's because I'm not getting a good burp out of him and he's uncomfortable. So that's something for me to think about and maybe put a little bit more effort and determination into the burping. Um, let's see. We have an appointment for both babies on Monday with uh, James's pediatrician, so we're pleased by that. Uh, he's great. And Dr. DeVay at Kaiser. And it's out at Mission Hills, which is the same hospital that denied us service the other day when we took Cade. But we have, my raising a stink did the trick. And we've had four or five supervisors from different Kaiser departments call and apologize and tell us that it's worked out. I, I was right. Absolutely, I should have been able to pay. Well, no, the, the main man in charge said, no, I don't need to pay. Uh, for anything if I have Medi-Cal uh, because that makes more work for them if I have to pay and then they have to reimburse me they rather just take my word on it and uh, then not pay and then get reimbursed by Medi-Cal James James you got my phone wet really wet what have I said several times Well, that seemed like just as good a time as any to have a sponsor break. 
Uh, I figured when I started podcasting that yesterday, uh, James was walking around with the hose watering the garden and uh, just doing his own thing. So I'm like, well, I might as well do some podcasting. Of course, right then is when he decides to start wanting to spray me and and he deserves the attention. Now he clearly wanted to play with daddy, so I stopped podcasting and then we had a water battle. He had the hose on full blast. I had a water bottle and he was nice enough to refill my water bottle every time I would fling the contents at him and then be empty and then he would splash the heck out of me with the hose. Perfectly fair. And that was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, it's such a challenge for this current generation of parents because screen time is a problem for all of us. And um, none of us are perfect. I never want to choose. Nothing on my phone is important certainly more important than my son. So uh, I still catch myself looking at this stupid thing, uh, but I never want to ignore him for whatever the hell is on my phone. And um, as he gets a little bit older, I'm going to encourage him to call me out if, you know, say, hey, what are you doing, dad? And I might be on a work email, which I can then explain and then that's fine. Uh, but shoot, if I'm looking on Facebook, then absolutely call me out on it and boom, phone goes in pocket. Um, the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that social media garbage, uh, which I partake of, uh, but it, there's nothing that's more important than him. And uh, so that's why now it's Sunday night. Made it through another day. Um we're falling into a bit of a routine, uh, with my mom. She's being very generous with her time. She came over from about three until eight and occupied James. The the biggest thing I'm struggling with right now is trying to give enough attention to James. And I know it's going to be a transition. I'm an only child and it's hard for me to really comprehend. Heidi comes from a family of four daughters So it's normal for her, and uh, I just feel really crappy when I have to tell James to, to, you know, hey, you can't be driving your shopping cart around the living room making a bunch of noise uh, because the babies are sleeping. At this stage, that's all the babies do. He's like, well, can I run it around when they're awake? Yeah, for that like seven minute span where they're eating their bottles and awake, sure, bud. Um, so I, I feel for James. And uh, this morning was a real rough morning. Um, Heidi's postpartum kind of came out of nowhere, at least to my perception, and came out with a vengeance. Uh, overnight, she seemed okay. Um, Both babies were having trouble after the five o'clock feeding, getting comfortable in the crib. I think Heidi had already brought one of them into bed for a little while to calm them down. And they kept spitting out their pacifiers and just being obnoxious little babies. And so Heidi finally says, I've gotten up 12 times to try and 
fix them. Uh, I'm done. Okay. I get up and again, I'm, I have low vision, legally blind. I can't really see their mouth, uh, leaning down into the crib to try and put the pacifier in there. So I'm not having any success with that. And, uh, finally at six o'clock, Heidi's like, I have to pump. And I said, well, let's take the babies out into the living room with us. And worst case scenario, they can both cuddle on me because that's usually money. And they pass out on me because I'm a big space heater, comfy daddy. And Cece goes in the bassinet out there and is cool. And Cade falls asleep on me. I fall asleep. Heidi pumps. She goes to bed. I wake up at 7 because um, the feeding is going to be at 8. And uh, James wakes up. Uh, he has a little meltdown. Uh, the meltdowns of a five-year-old are so freaking weird. Um, he was upset that it wasn't 7 o'clock. It was like 7.05. And his favorite number on the clock is 7.00 because that's when we say he's allowed to get up out of his bedroom. So he was having a tantrum that it wasn't 7.00. Okay. And... Uh, so I hear that from the living room and I'm just like, oh boy. And James watches an episode or two of Tumble Leaf and then comes out and joins me. Um, I, I feed Cade, get his bottle ready, change his diaper. I drop Cece off in the bedroom with Heidi. She's not really stirring at all. And... Uh, oh, they're big old poop diapers for both babies. And again, our little agreement is, and this is a Heidi idea, it's not me being a, a wuss or anything, uh, but she's going to handle poopy diapers for the girl uh, because me with low vision, uh, her lady parts are super tiny and uh, poopy diaper can get in all sorts of folds and crevices. And in order to avoid a UTI or some infection, uh, Heidi's going to do that. Uh, it's easy enough for me to pull the ball sack upward and, uh, clean the poop from there for Cade. Uh, but getting into the tiny lady bits is, uh, I could get an inch away from them and I still wouldn't be able to see some of that gunk. So Heidi is handling the poopy diapers. So, uh, that got her up, but then she went right back to bed and I'm like, Oh, she needs to eat. It's eight o'clock. And, I have, I don't know if PTSD is the right word, but I, I'm certainly still traumatized from her severe um, postpartum from James five years ago. It lasted a year and a half. So I get triggered easily when I'm like, uh-oh, is her postpartum coming out? Um, and I don't want to say anything because I, she can be fragile, especially in this state. So I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to, don't want to push her. And she fed him. Uh, I didn't, or her, I did not know that she had a, a ready to go bottle in there. Um, so I take Cade back out with me and James and we watch a ton of TV and James is wanting to play a little bit and Cade's just sleeping on me. I put him in the bassinet. He was cool for about a half hour and then he was fussing. So back onto me and we watched 
an episode of Mr. Rogers and but then he started playing more and I'm like Heidi's got to get out here eventually so uh we'll just keep watching stuff and keeping him engaged with the TV he likes the uh Justice League animated series from the early 2000s which is one of my favorites uh he's always been afraid of shows with antagonists and uh he enjoyed the first uh four episodes uh, and so that's kind of cool uh great voice acting on that show and a lot of star trek people i just watched an episode today where odo was three different characters um so uh so heidi stays in bed with Cece until noon and uh, every time I'd go back there to change a Cade diaper or just to make sure they're alive, she's just kind of lying in bed with Cece, and that's making me nervous. Um, sister-in-law comes by to get something, and um, I get a minute or two with Heidi, and she explains a little bit about how she's not sure if it's sleep deprivation or... Uh, postpartum, uh, if she starts taking the meds that the psychiatrist or psychologist, which one prescribes medicine or whatever, uh, it takes four weeks for that stuff to start working. So that's kind of terrifying for me. Um, and you know, we're both not having enough sleep. According to my Apple watch, I got four hours last night, which isn't the worst. And, uh, Heidi got a little bit more, uh, after that 8 a.m. feeding. So she got more than me. Uh, not that it's a, a contest and she was awake while pumping when I wasn't. So, um, there's no point in comparing that stuff, but we're both there and you know, postpartum is such a tricky thing for us guys to try and I, I have no idea. Uh, I've got nothing to say to her. I'm a fixer. When she brings me a problem, I want to fix it. And there's nothing for me to fix. And it's either uh, it, part of it's chemical and part of it's emotional. And I, I think all I can do is be a good listener. Uh, but it's it's terrifying. And it was a rough morning having James and Cade by myself with no backup and simultaneously worrying, uh, is Cece getting fed at 8 and 11? Um, I'm not worried, and Heidi reassured me that uh, she's not thinking of hurting anybody or running away, and that never crossed my mind. Um, I'm just afraid of her kind of going catatonic. And, you know, there, it's... <sighs> It's justified the feeling she's having. You know, she feels her pregnancy was taken from her, which it was. She got five weeks of being pregnant, and then she was on bed rest. Uh, the boob milk is a big thing for her. The fact that she's going to be giving up on the breastfeeding or the the providing breast milk. She's just not producing enough for the babies. And the, when is she going to have time to pump nine times a day? while we're feeding these babies eight times a day and trying to still be with James. So that's a big blow to her sense of motherhood. And I feel for her. Uh, I say good. Bye-bye pumping. Um, 
<laughs> I need you as a partner in this. And we got formula and you got them some breast milk. So they got your, uh, your juices inside them and good. Forget the stress, forget getting tied up to that stupid machine for a half hour, every, nine times a day and having to clean the bottles. And, uh, I was going to suggest a tour and then she brought it up that she was going to give up. And it's a whole process though, cause she can't just quit cold Turkey. So she's pumping like five times a day now, then in a couple of days it'll be four. Uh, so, but none of these problems I can fix. It's just, so I got to be a good listener and, you know, there's no pep talk to give her. Uh, and meanwhile, I'm dealing with my own stuff. I, I'm having thoughts several times a day of like, oh my God, what have we gotten ourselves into? And life had just, James had just turned five and he's relatively uh, independent and he was going to school for uh, a full school day. And so I could work from home and I had time to be a better house husband and clean. And now we're right back to square one. So I'm having those uh, kind of anxieties. And um, and two at once. We never planned on twins. And uh, uh, all of this stuff we're going through was easy for the first because I had nothing better to do. Sure, I'll cuddle with James all day because that's it. Single baby. And now I've got to worry about James and the other twin. And, uh, so it's, uh, I'm feeling overwhelmed for sure. Um, and I'd feel better if we were both in it. And it was just one morning. She was better in the second half of the day. And, uh, we'll go talk. We just put the baby's down. It's like 8.45 right now. And so haven't really had a chance to uh, decompress and talk yet. But uh, both babies ate pretty well today. Cade uh, finished every bottle. Then his last one was 55 milliliters, 60 milliliters. So that's the biggest bottle he's ever had. So he's making progress. And uh, James is a good boy. Uh, a few random meltdowns and, you know, I think it's chalked up to the transition, having new babies come in, not getting the attention he normally has and the whole coronavirus lockdown stuff and not having any school, no play dates. So either one of those would really mess with a kid having two new babies come into the house and not getting the attention you'd like, or being locked down and no playdates in school. Either one of those would <laughs> jack up a kid and it's all hitting the fan with James right now. So trying my best to be patient and extra loving. And uh, it's just tough because these babies demand so much attention. And um, uh, Heidi needs time to clean bottles and stuff. And um, so I'm going to try... I think we should get on a schedule and uh, try and stick to it for the whole family. And I think once a day, if I can get an hour to play and do something fun with James, uh, Heidi can handle both babies for an hour and I can then switch it up later in the day. I can handle two at once for an hour and give her some mommy and James time. So I think that 
would be good for everybody and important. And I know we're super lucky to have my mom uh, for bedtime. It allowed me to concentrate on feeding the babies. She played with James and then I fed Cade. Okay, Grandma, you hold Cade. Now, James, come up and cuddle and let's do our music and uh, bedtime routine. So we'd be even more screwed if we didn't have my mom around and helping out. So uh, it's crazy. It's hard and it's things aren't even that bad like I feel weird complaining yeah it's hard but things could be a lot worse and oh boy um let's see what else um (laughs) Heidi had to put in the car seat the second baby car seat and move James's car seat into the middle so uh, that uh, grandma was playing with James so I got two fussy twins and they didn't for the first time calm down on my chest and so for the first 45 minutes or so they would take turns fussing and Cade was trying to kick Cece in the face and then she wiggled down kind of by my side in my big lazy boy chair and they eventually got comfortable but that was interesting usually it's been 100% put them on my chest they're they're done and out and comfy and I, I'm hoping my brain adjusts to having them here because uh, I know it's normal for them to make weird noises they, they grunt and make all these all these weird noises and they're not crying they're not unhappy they're probably asleep but I can't go to sleep when I'm hearing them do that and for example, at 4.30, Grandma was playing with James. And so I sat down to try and take a nap and be in the room with the babies. And Cade and Cece just kept making weird noises, just grunting. And I know they're fine, but my brain won't turn off and let me sleep when I'm hearing it. And I'm hoping and I'm confident that eventually my brain will get to the point where it ignores that stuff and it'll only wake up when it's an actual cry and they actually need me. But that's been going on quite a bit between feedings at nighttime, uh, between the two o'clock and five o'clock. I just, Heidi goes to sleep and I'm sitting there listening to these two babies making these weird noises. So, uh, that, that's about it for it's it's crazy it's been less than a week since Cade's been home it's been six days and it's been two nights with Cece so far and uh, we have a appointment tomorrow for both babies I'm going to ask uh, how long does it continue like this where they sleep all day um what point do they start holding up their necks I think that's like four months or something like that uh Cece's really strong she was lying tummy down face down on my chest and she was able to lift her neck up so that that was impressive um but yeah i'm gonna ask the doctor a bunch of questions because i don't remember squat from when james's age and i don't remember what any of the milestones are or when stuff happens and (sighs) it's so early in the process and that's just so daunting and i'm supposed to return to working from home in a week and luckily with coronavirus work is slow so uh, but still, like I can't imagine squeezing an hour in for work, let alone a couple. 
and Heidi goes back to work in mid-August. That That's terrifying. Um, and yeah, the babies will be four months old at that point. Um, but that, the, that's scary. So, uh, thanks for joining us. Um, me, I guess. And, uh, I'll give you an update next time on how the doctor's appointment goes and you guys take care and I'll see you next time.